It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's Your Life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and it's hump day. It's hump day. Noah, give me a little hump day. Uh, hump day <laughs> it's hump day uh, but not only is it hump day uh, this is a very important day that I believe that we as parents we as people we as citizens of the world not just the United States that we need to understand that it's a lot of times that we get comfortable in things. I mean, even as a kid growing up, uh, even as a parent with our kids around, even in a job situation uh, where we just depending on that job, but sometimes it doesn't lead us to uh, any success or any path forward for upper mobility. And just, Think about even in life, we have to make some tough decisions and we have to really understand that life is short and we have to do the best that we can to live life to the fullest. And one of the things I want to talk about tonight is when do you know it's time to transition uh, from whatever you might be doing or if you are a kid or a young adult that's living with your parents or if you are in just like I mentioned a job situation or whatever that might be there is a time where we need to understand that uh, we need to seek out for the betterment of ourselves in order to I mean be the best person that we can be uh, be the best parent we can be, the best, I would say, child, but the best uh, young adult that we can be. And there is a time where we have to uh, come to that conclusion. And tonight, I have two of my buddies, uh, best friends on, on this earth. You know, I have uh, Billy Hopper. How you doing, Billy? I'm doing well. How about yourselves? Doing just fine, man. I'm glad that uh, you're able to join us uh, on the yes. show. And I have Charles Gore. Right, we call him D-Man. How you doing? Mm-hmm. How you doing, Charles? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing, doing great, great James. James. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, and uh, of course, you know that I got my uh, great uh, co-host here, Michelle Cooley. How you doing, Michelle? I'm doing good. Happy hump day. Hump day. And, you know, I got uh, the show contributor, uh, this guy that does a whole lot for uh, the James Cooley Show with Your Life, uh, Chuck Trenoni. How are you doing? How are you doing? Doing great, James. Michelle, pleasure to be here tonight. And, of course, um, I do have my uh, great uh, producer, uh, Noah Dingley. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, I am always doing well, James. Pleasure to be on your show and uh, find out a little bit more about uh, this very interesting subject and about yourself this evening. Well, I, I tell you, uh, I mean, if we're going to throw anybody under the bus, it's going to be me thrown under the bus because um, I believe that this is so important of a topic. Uh, and I'm going to use a lot of things that um, I do. Uh, and what I have went through for us growing up and, um, and, and for us learning, uh, on when, uh, it's time to make transitions, uh, from one place to the next. So I tell you what, um, 
I want to get started. Michelle Cooley is going to open up with um, my uh, show opening thoughts. Tonight is a conversation about making sense of life changes. A slight change in our guest show appearance format over the past two months. We appreciate the saying by the great American philosopher and poet Ralph Waldo Emerson that not in his goals, but in his transitions, man is great. We all deal with many changes in our lives, yet tonight we are going to focus on certain aspects of transitions. Those early adolescent years up to age 18, the young adult years from 18 to 25, later adult years, mid-20s and older, becoming a senior citizen. We will do our best to discuss the distinction between change and transition and provide a doorway of understanding, a pathway of conversation for each of us to think about how we each handle. Tonight's show is the tip of the iceberg for this conversation. We will reflect on several of our experience and invite you to remain tuned in and even call the station at 888-344-1170 to ask your questions or share your perspective on these matters. We welcome and appreciate your views and would love to speak with you. So as we move forward, James Cooley, myself, Chuck, and our guests, just know we are not psychologists or counselors, but we will be presenting our views and invite you to do the same. And and just like Michelle said, uh, we're not uh, uh, psychiatrists or, uh, or counselors, but um, we're just going to give our views on what it took for us to make certain decisions. And uh, just like I mentioned to you, I got two of my best buddies in the world. Uh, that I grew up with one guy ever since I was five years of age, uh, which is Charles Gore and Billy Harper ever since I was 11 going on 12. I mean, so uh, we they know me. I know them. Uh, we done been through uh, so many things together. And I want to start this off uh, by first talking about um, myself and how I came, uh, a little bit of background about me, um, listen audience. I was born the seventh of 10 kids by mother who had six different fathers uh, and she was never married. And we grew up in what we call Alton Port Projects, uh, uh, just in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And, um, Growing up and in that era in the 70s or you know, prior to not knowing what the expectations uh, that anyone ever had for you. And you don't know what the expectations that that you're seeking because you, you don't know anybody. And and you you're surrounded by constant trouble. Uh, at times, but you're also surrounded by love. Uh, love meaning that uh, I believe what you see is life. Your surroundings is life. And everything that that you do and that you conceive at that time, that's your life. Many people do not understand that because uh, a lot of people grow up privileged. Uh, they grow up with different environments and the expectations for them is different. But uh, myself, I can talk that, that there was no expectations. It's just, um, uh, boy, do what you have to do. Try to stay out of trouble and uh, try to be the best person that you can in the environment that, that you're in. And uh, my mom did everything possible that she could in her power uh, to raise great kids and to keep us alive. And that was the most important thing is uh, being able to stay alive in the situation circumstances uh, where you got gangs, you got killings, you got all of these things. But there comes a, a time where you have to, as you grow up, and I was able to transition away from Chattanooga for a little bit because my mom sent me and my brother away. Uh, to Graham, Alabama. And so we went away for a few years. But when we got back, I got back uh, five, six years later, things were still the same. 
and nothing had changed other than the time. Uh, and as you grow up and as you uh, see how these things are and you expect things to change, things do not change. But you have to formulate your own opinion on what you want to do in life, regardless of what anybody else is doing. And I was able to grow up and I was able to meet great friends uh, that uh, I figure and uh, that led me as a cornerstone to making decisions. Just like I mentioned to you about Charles Gore and I mentioned to you about uh, Billy Harper and also teachers, Mr. Stevens uh, and my classmates and all of these things uh, and doing these things. But you still have to formulate what your purpose is. And so we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we're going to get off into purpose and we're going to get off into understanding when it's time to transition or when it's time to go. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, uh, uh, as I was finishing up, it's uh, I was telling you I graduated from high school and didn't really have any major plans and and sometimes uh we when we are in that zone we feel that if we're not going to college if we're not doing this or we're not doing that we can always stay home we can always stay with mom we can always stay in the environment uh that we're in uh but um sometimes uh if we want to be successful in life in which we don't know what that means we had to make decisions. And so what I did is uh, my buddy Billy Harper and myself decided that we was going to go in the Navy. Billy was a football star, all these scholarships and this, but he hurt his knee and his senior year uh, it was our quarterback. And uh, we went in, we're planning on going in on the buddy-buddy program, but that did not work. So. I still had to make a decision. Billy had to make a decision. Uh, D-Man had to make a decision. All of us had to make a decision on what we want to do. Stay at home uh, and be average and ordinary or whatever that might mean. Or decide to step out of our comfort zone. So uh, in Chattanooga, I'm telling you about us. Uh, when you turn 18 and, and uh, that you... Uh, you know, don't know what you're going to do and this and that. Your parents never tell you to leave. 
Uh, they're not going to do that. Uh, but over a period of time, they start giving subtle hints like, okay, are you going to get a job? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And um, But they never tell you, boy, you got to get out of here. Sometimes we have to make those decisions ourselves. And I decided to go in the Navy, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that one later. But uh, I, we got Michelle and Chuck, and we got Billy, and we got D-Man that um, – Got their own stories, and I, I want to hear a little bit from uh, each one of them. I'm going to start with uh, Michelle. Okay, so what's what's uh, the question? The question is, when did you know it was time for you to go? <laughs> to leave home, right? Yes, yes. Well, I actually left home when I was 28 years old, and um, I honestly believe my mom would have been okay with me staying there until I got married. So, <laughs> but I left because I, I wanted um, my own independence. So even though, you know, you're a grown person, you're living at your parents' house, you know, it's still their house and you still have to follow certain rules and protocol, which is understandable. But for me, I wanted privacy. I wanted to know what it was like living on my own. Um, the expectation was not that, at least from what I know, was not that we leave when we turn 18. All my brothers and sisters, including myself, we all went to college and graduated with bachelor's degree. So that was always the expectation, high school, then college degree, which we all fulfilled. So for me, just leaving home and getting my own place was about independence. What about you, Chuck? Uh, when did you know it was time for you to uh, uh, leave home? Well, for me, it started really um, right after uh, high school when I was 18 because I went away to college and I was about five hours from my home uh, in college. So I was only coming back home, you know, on spring break or this or that uh, or on occasional trips. So I was about five hours away from home and I would just come home on the summer times um, and do different do work in the summertime. So, but after I graduated from school, uh, after those four years, my my friends and I uh, we had agreed about the the summer before we graduated. Several of us talked about the importance about maybe making a trip after we left high school, after we left college. And so, after college, what we decided to do is we left and drove to California, took an 18-day trip. Uh, stayed at different KOA campgrounds along the way, and we relocated after college years, after getting a bachelor's degree, going to school, and I relocated to California. What about you, Billy? Uh, when, when did you know it was time to uh, 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 leave home? All right, so for me, um, you kind of touched bases on it a little bit about um, me playing high school sports. Well, I hadn't. My aspiration was to um, go to college and uh, play football and perhaps be a professional athlete. Uh, but I had an injury uh, my senior year that that kind of changed all of that. Um, so after that, James, you and I had talked about going into the military under the buddy buddy plan. So because I had just recently had knee surgery. Um, the Navy wanted to send me to uh, Nashville to see an orthopedic surgeon uh, before they would actually let me into the military. So I didn't really want to go through that. I said, well, you know what, maybe it's not for me. So so then came plan C. So I, I got employment through um, Ross for Yarn, which is a, a meal company that all of us work at once we got out of high school until we basically decided the path that we wanted to take. So I did that up until I, I think I worked there maybe about six months. And I started talking to uh, one of my coworkers. He had been there for at least 15 years. And we started talking about our goals and aspirations and um, normally people don't talk about money and the money that they make while they're on their job. Well, because of that instances, it was communicated to me 
the money that he made after being there for 15 years. And it wasn't very much more than what I was making. So a light bulb came on and I said, this is not the life that I want to live. I, I know I can do better and I will do better. Well, I already had experience in electronics that I had gained from Kirkman. And so from there, that's when I realized that I was going to enroll into college, um, pursue my telecommunications career. And when I first mentioned that to my mother, um, I grew up with we six of us siblings. I am kind of in the middle, and I was the first one to actually leave home and uh, go to school. Well, once I left home and enrolled at DeVry, well, I was actually offered employment two weeks before I graduated. So everything just kind of fell in line for me. And once I graduated, got employment through uh, the company, um, I ended up staying here in Atlanta. And it was one of the best moves that I've ever made because because of that, um, if, if life would have taken me another path, uh, I would not have met my beautiful wife that I've been married to for be 30 years coming up in September. So it was a, it was an excellent choice. God had a path for me and that path worked out for me. God, God always got a path for us. Uh, we just have to uh, just sit back and wait and understand. You That's know, right. So, Absolutely. What about you, uh, uh, Charles? Just having when, that conversation with a coworker, that's when I knew it was time for me to leave and to pretty much so start my own roots. Wow. And you have done well. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. What, what about you, Charles? Uh, uh, we cannot hear Charles right now. I think that uh, his volume is. Oh, he's up. No, he's up. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can now. Okay. Yeah, so I I think the sign for me was probably started in high school um, with not being said, was never told to leave, but was always constantly asked, what do you plan on doing with your life, right? Uh, so one of the things that happened with me in high school, at City High School, uh, we did have a, uh electronic and TV repair class that you would had the opportunity to take for one year. I took this class from Mr. Witherspoon, who also owned uh, Carver Appliance in Chattanooga at the time. And uh, you're supposed to take that for one year in high school, but I took it for three straight years because the first year I had this class, I actually fixed some of those TVs, and he's like, you could be pretty good at this, and he actually hired me <laughs> during the summer, right, to work for him. Um, that sparked my interest even more in electronics. So right after high school, I left and came to Atlanta to go to DeVry as well, I attend DeVry, um, for one year. I didn't stay long, and I, I wind up turning around and coming back to Chattanooga where I should have went to Chattanooga State in the first place. But I did associates in uh, computer engineering technology in Chattanooga. And from there, after those two years, I moved to Huntsville, Alabama and worked and just stayed there for almost three years working for different corporations, SDI Corporation and Chrysler Corporation, who were big on, uh, you know, electronics with the talking cards and stuff like that. At SCI, we, we basically made the Dell computer boards at, at the time when Dell was coming out in the early 80s. So we, we, made, all the, we made all the motherboards and that, the brain for the computer for uh, Dell. But we also did a lot of different other projects as well. And from there, I, after three years in Huntsville, Alabama, I got back to uh, Atlanta and started working at Southern Tech at College as their campus technician. And from there, I just moved on to Turner Broadcasting. I've pretty much been with, affiliated with the Hawks since 1988. Well, you know, I know both of you guys uh, made the right decision over time, and uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on uh, having an understanding that uh, we can leave home, or we have to make that decision, but we also have to continue to progress and grow in order to become the 
best and the most productive uh, person that we can be. So we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we're going to continue to talk to these these great folks that's, that's on the show today. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 and AM 1170, The Answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and we're talking about uh, understanding and having a major understanding when it's time to transition from... uh, one place in your life to the next, whether you are coming out of high school, uh, whether you got a job, uh, uh, transition, whether you're in a bad relationship, wh- whatever that is, there is a time where we have to understand that life is short. So anybody that's listening to this, if you want to call in and become part of the conversation uh, and tell your story. The lines are open one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. I would love for you to call in and give some examples and talk about uh, your story on how that's going to help others. Uh, Noah, I know you always clocked in. Uh, what you think so far? Uh, so far, it's good. I always think it's good to hear different people's perspectives. Everybody's got a little bit of a different view and. So to hear, you know, what both these fine gentlemen that you know are talking about and hearing their their stories is great. As you and I were talking about earlier, James, you know, nobody should also look at somebody's particular situation and say, hey, you know what? I I don't agree with that. You're doing it the wrong way. Unless you've walked a mile in somebody's shoes, you really have a hard time understanding maybe what they're going through. Friendly advice is, is, is great. But don't try and shame somebody because maybe they're not living quite how you would. And, you know, we, we talked about that earlier because I always I, I never tell anybody what they need to do or what they should do. I mean, I, I don't even tell my kids or my wife. I, right. You know, my thing is this. Um, I, they, if someone asked me my point of view, I said, if it was me, this is what I would do. This is not. My situation might be different than yours. So that, that one shoe don't fit all, just like, just like we talked about. Exactly. And, and, you know, one of the things that I want to uh, really talk about is uh, our kids. Uh, I, I'm not talking about my kids uh, personally. I'm not talking about anybody's kids uh, that's on this. Uh, just in general. Yeah, just in general. A lot of times uh, as parents, it's, it's a couple of things that we do. Uh, especially in today's uh, generation with the millennials and this, we we want our kids to be better than us. We want to give them everything that they can, uh, but we we try to give them independence. But a lot of times we just want to baby them. We want to keep them at home. We want to do that. We want to make sure that uh, that 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 they are taken care of. That uh, and we don't want to let them go out and be on their own. It might just but, be, uh, in some ways, and not in a bad way, James, but it might just be a little bit of selfishness as parents, as, as you know what, uh, I, I want the best for you, but I know as long as you're with me, you're going to be okay. 
And, and, and that's, uh, that's just what a parent, uh, wants. But a lot of times, our children, especially our young adults, they see it a little bit differently. Uh, they get comfortable and they, they get comfortable with, uh, everything that the mom or dad or, or whoever is taking care of. The bills, the cars, the house, the food, the honey, everything. And they feel like, wow, I can stay here and live forever. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to do anything for the rest of my life. There's a small part of the parent, James. I know like you and I, we have such big passions for our kids where you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm good with that. We're good with that. But then we are hindering the kids and. Uh, I wouldn't call them kids anymore because we're talking young adults. Because we know and what they're capable of. We know what they're capable of, but I believe that uh, if we stifle them, uh, they are not going to see the potential. And they are going to end up staying uh, home or not doing things or not getting a job or not doing this because uh, they know that uh, you and I and other parents are going to make sure that uh, these are our babies, regardless how old they are, that we're going to take care of them. Uh, but then it comes a time where as we age uh, and get older, it's like, OK, yeah, I need some time. I need some privacy. I need some <laughs> I need some space. And uh, the kids, they don't get it. Like, oh, it's always just the only thing I ever know. I mean, I, I ain't going to work. What's wrong, mama? What's wrong, daddy? Why, why are you looking at me like that now? <laughs> and we have to, I believe, give them that push like, okay, you can't be 40 years old and still at the house. You got to leave eventually. And you have to become financially secured or be able to, to uh, get some realization where you can handle your, your own, uh, establish your own, uh, buy a house or just grow up. And uh, by saying that, I, I, I want to go back to uh, our panel again. Um, what are some of the advice that uh, we need to give our young folks? Uh, on, it's a time where you need to step up. I'm going to start with you, Michelle. I would say the advice is to to be independent, not only to be independent, but to experience life away from your parents. Because I mentioned earlier that when you are living in your parents' home, it's their home and it's their rules and there's expectations for you still living there. And I do believe that push to for them to go on their own, besides the independence, they have to really encounter basic life skills, you know, having a place of their own, paying utilities, you know, making sure things are done, whether it's an apartment, whether it's a house, because if they continuously rely on the comfort of being at home with mom and dad, it stunts them in a lot of ways. It stunts their growth. Um, that's just my opinion. What, what about you, Charles? What's your thoughts? Well, <clears throat> my thoughts are, and I agree with Michelle, but I mean, one of your mottos is dream big, be big, and think big. And I think you have to start that at an early age. And, and I think that goes, you know, what are your plans are going to be from starting from high school? It could be as early as junior high. Some kids know what they want to be and want to do and have that drive and desire. And I, I, I agree with Michelle that it does stunt your growth if, the longer you stay at home. I mean, I, I left home right at a week after I graduated from high school. I was packed up, put in a car, and taken to my aunt in Atlanta. <laughs> so... Uh, and then said, hey, you know, do your thing. You know, this is what you want to do. You said you want to do electronics. They're supposed to be the best school in the nation. Here, give it a try and and see what you think. So I, I, I agree at, at some point, um, unless there is some, you know, catastrophic situations where, you know, you go off to school, you, you, you finish, you get your bachelor's degree, you get a job, and maybe you have an injury or you lose that job and you haven't really – 
you know, settled, you know, yourself down yet and got completely, you know, secure in, in your environment. Wow, that's great. What, what about you, Billy? Yeah, I think that as parents, we all are guilty of this. Parents do get in the habit of taking care of their kids, and, and children, obviously, they get in the habit of being taken care of. So what we have to do as parents is that we have to allow our kids to, first of all, gain emotional independence. Um, I think that once they gain emotional independence, it will give them confidence and the freedom to do the things without needing help from others. So um, I, I give my kids what I call tough love, and I, I've never, ever I've been fortunate, really, to, to never uh, give them an ultimatum to tell them that at some point they had to go, because I don't think that there is a, an actual number uh, that would be put to any kid or, you know, adult. A, a lot of that is dependent upon their emotional maturity. So we have to kind of see what drives them, try to support them the best way that we can, but also in the same sense, have to also give and show tough love that will allow them to become more independent. And, you know, in in most cases, you know, kids kind of, they kind of lead by example. A lot of times they see um, the, the path that the parents take. And in most cases, unless we, uh, maybe baby them a little bit too much. And again, we all are, are guilty of doing that. Uh, but, you know, I think that just giving them the freedom and allowing them uh, to practice adulthood is the best practice for them basically going out and to be independent on their own. Wow. That, that's such a, a great response. Uh, love both yeah. of you guys respond. What about you, Chuck? Yes. Well, I would echo uh, both what Charles and Billy said, but I just, just some of the things I think that are important is I was given as a uh, young adult was just given the encouragement, the opportunity to um, explore and develop your own skills, talents, and abilities. And that encouragement and support went a long way to helping me. And I think what I'd like to pass on to young adults to help them to be as fully mature young adults so that they can grow into be fully mature adults that they are meant to be and just give just support them to love them and to give them all that they can to be who and what they want to be. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Hey, hey Noah, you know, I value your opinion. What, what are your thoughts? Well, again, and, and you know, and th- this is where, you know, I'm going to bring in my scenario. I know we got a couple of minutes till break here, but like, for instance, I'm a father, you know, I t- you know this, James, twin boys, they're in their early 20s now. Uh, they, their mom left them when they were three years old, dropped them off on the doorstep, never really looked back. And so I've raised them on my own. Thank God I had a loving family that a uh, mother and a father that was, you know, came alongside and kind of not filled that mom role. No one can ever take that mom role, but gave the kids the extra love that they needed. And... To be quite honest, we all live as a unit right now in the same home. It's a very special circumstance. I wouldn't change anything for the world. Uh, will I eventually be out of the house? Yes, I will. And it's probably, you know, it's that transition phase actually now because my kids are in their early 20s. They're looking to get get on their own. So all the options are open. And obviously, my kids are, my kids are you know, wanting to, to branch out. But again, would I change anything? I wouldn't change anything because we've had an extra close family and the kids have actually been more emotionally stable because of the decision that I made. Wow. And, and you know, uh, just, just like you mentioned earlier, um, uh, one set of shoes do not fit uh, every person. And we have to uh, make decisions based on our life and, and, and our thoughts and our belief. But, you know, we're going to take a station break and we're going to come back. We're going to change this topic a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about moving away from one state to another or, uh, or just transitioning out. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. 
There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. You know why I tell you, this is uh, such a fascinating and such an interesting uh, conversation to have. I probably need about three hours to uh, hit on everything that uh, that we're talking about. But this is just part one of probably a three part series. And so we're going to come back. But but I want to change the, the, the subject a little bit because, uh, you know, as we grow and as we mature uh, and as life uh, happens to us, there are certain things where we still have to make other decisions and transition and uh, our case in point. You know, I was uh, in the military. I spent 23 years in the military. And um, I was stationed uh, at the Pentagon, you know, White House and all this in in Washington, D.C. And uh, but I had just gotten a divorce uh, in uh, Hawaii. And uh, I left my two young kids at the time. They was three and eight. And and my ex-wife was in the military as well. And she was transitioning uh, to her duty station or wherever that was going to be. So she decided to drop the kids off uh, in D.C. to me and say, hey, it's time for you to you know, raise these kids. Uh, things like that happen in, in transition in life. But then we have to make decisions on what's best uh, for us. Uh, as it relate to our situation, our circumstances, especially with my kids. And my kids was real young. I was having fun in D.C., having uh, all of these things. But it came down to uh, how do I best represent and take care of my kids? I yeah, you got to put them as priority number one, don't you, James? Priority number one. I had just got promoted. I was on uh, the path uh uh, potentially captain or, uh, I mean, whatever that might have taken me. Uh, but um, I had to make that decision. We we all had to make those decisions in life. And we call that uh, relocating I'm uh, from D.C. I never wanted to leave D.C. But uh, the priority is my kids. So I took an opportunity in Dallas to get them away from that, get them in better schools and and also to give them a better foundation. My, my question to, to you guys are, um, we all have been faced with those type of challenges. Uh, what is our thoughts or what is your thoughts for as uh, the decision you make to sometimes leave your comfort zone? I want to start with you, Michelle. Um, to relocate, I'm from born and raised in New York City, so 
inside me, I've always been the type of person I can move anywhere. I never had to stay in the same state where I grew up with. And that's always been a part of me. So it was not even a difficult decision for to move to New York, to Atlanta, Georgia, and lived there for about nine years. And then I transitioned and moved to Texas, um, where my husband was living at the time. So it, it it was all about, you know, what was best for me. I wanted to move, um, go further and just experience life living someplace else. So it's never been a tough decision for me. What about you, Billy? Um, for me to relocate from Chattanooga to Atlanta um, was an excellent opportunity and experience for me. Um, so living in Chattanooga, as we all know, it was a much smaller city um, to move to Atlanta, um, bigger city, no relatives, didn't know anyone here. So it was a little daunting when I first got here um, to kind of um, settle down and um, basically accept the city as it was, because Atlanta was a lot faster than Chattanooga. So, but during the time that I was in school, um, it just kept me focused um, to to get my studies and uh, not be so concerned about the things that was going on here in Atlanta, but to focus on graduating. And and that was exactly what I did. So um, I haven't looked back. You know, Atlanta is home away from home, um, and it's been an excellent, excellent move for me. Um, you know, I I go home now to Chattanooga to visit. But Atlanta is home away from home. So it was an excellent move for me. What about you, Chuck? <laughs> well, you know, it's a good, good question. The, I recall as far as relocating, like I said, my big relocation was from West Virginia, from a blue-collar steel mill state where I grew up at. And at the time when I was finishing college, a lot of my college friends they gotten degrees. Everybody was moving out of the city. Again, um, to this day, the city is a lot of people have moved out. There's mostly senior citizens and, and others who have stayed around. But the opportunity was, you know, come and take a look at California. I had an uncle living in California. He invited me to come a year prior to graduation. I had, I'd come out and visit he and his wife, and I said, geez, this is a great place to be, and I loved the weather, loved uh, uh, all the opportunities that were out here. So graduating from college, it was a no-brainer. I had to at least come and explore what California life was all about. And so when I had come here, um, I just fell in love with it. It took me a while to acclimate, to go from a small uh, city, kind of rural kind of country, the kind of the big city of Los Angeles and all that's around it. So it just took time. But once I've done that, I've stayed here now uh, all the rest of my life. I sure love to travel and go different places. And yet this is still home and um, the home away from home back in West Virginia, where my mother and my brother and the family are, are just places to visit and stay in touch with. What, what about you, Charles? So I had two stints with leaving home, right? So right after high school, I came to Atlanta um, and did the ride. I stayed here an extra year because I loved Atlanta and what was going on in the city and all the opportunities it presented at the time. But I knew I had wanted to further my education. So I went back home again to Chattanooga for two years and then moved to Huntsville, Alabama. That's what my first job out of college, I like to say. Even though I had a job out of DeVry uh, repairing appliances with a guy that had his own business, he was a young guy at 27 years old, and he wanted me to open up my own appliance repair in Chattanooga, and he was going to help me get started with that. But I said, no, I want to do a little bit more than that, right? Uh, So from Huntsville, uh, I was there two and a half years, and I got laid off from Chrysler Corporation, and I just just made Atlanta, this is going to be the place that I'm going to live. And it's going to, whatever it's going to take, I know I can make it down here. And that's what I did. Wow. You know, uh, what would uh, uh, you guys say real quickly, because I know we're running out of time, uh, that uh, a young person or a person that uh, so so 
in the comfort zone that is afraid to move or, or take a chance uh, on sometime it's time for you to go. Uh, real quickly, like 30 seconds apiece. Uh, Charles, what would you tell a person that's, that's, that's afraid to leave home? Um, that's a good one. I mean, cause it depends on the person, the, the child, uh, the young adult. Uh, but it, I, you know, my one word to them is have the confidence and, and you can do this, right? You, you've got the ability. You can handle this. This is no problem for you to strike out on your own and, and, manage and handle your business right and and you've always got the support of your parents right in the back on the back end real quickly billy about 15 seconds what would what what words of encouragement will you uh, tell a person that uh, want to go but they're afraid um you have to step out on faith um i think that uh, a lot of younger kids um they are afraid of failure um but they have to realize that failure uh, basically uh, builds character. It, you know, this is uh, I, just like I mentioned that uh, we can talk uh, uh, three or four hours and I, I, I want to do this again and where we're going to cover more topics. But uh, I want to thank, you know, Billy Harper and Charles Gore uh, for taking the time to come on and share uh, their experiences and also encourage uh, uh, people uh, that transitioning is not bad. Sometimes we have to do this. I want to thank uh, Michelle Cooley, uh, my co-host, for always being here. I want to thank Chuck Trenoni, uh for uh, always being the brain behind a lot of things that we do. I want to thank my great, great producer, uh, Noah Dingley, uh, for always uh, there supporting and making sure that we have great uh, shows. <laughs> uh, most importantly, I want to thank our listening audience for taking time to listen to the James Cooley show. It's your life. And uh, we are always looking for uh, uh, people to help sponsor and so we can continue to bring this great, great message to you all. Uh, tell you, we're going to be back tomorrow at the same time, same place. Uh, it's your life. And, uh, you know, we got a couple of great shows coming up in the next couple of days. This was fantastic. Uh, uh, everybody just raise your hand and say, hey, we can do this. We can do this. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's your life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.